Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. This episode is another addition to our Outdoor Adventure Series. Now, we are happy to partner with the great folks from Luno, the first ever brand dedicated to creating a better car camping experience. Luno believes in spontaneous getaways, dirt road discoveries, and any outdoor pursuit in between. Luno is creating a movement of like-minded people with a desire to explore new places on their terms. With that in mind, it's a pleasure to introduce to you on our Outdoor Adventure Series, Channing Lindsay. Channing, welcome to Success Insight and the Outdoor Adventure Series. Thanks for having me. So Channing, one of my first questions for you is, how did you ever decide to really kind of explore outdoor adventures in the back of a car? When I was younger, we would go camping. I'd mostly go maybe with my dad or something. And his idea of camping is you have to sleep on the ground. So we would sleep on the ground, of course, n- never any comforts involved. We were lucky if maybe he decided to try his hands at assembling a tent so we could sleep in. But it was always sleeping on those stars. So I grew up loving the outdoors and being outside. As you get older, your body doesn't adapt as well to ground sleeping. Don't I know that? Yeah. So when I got older, I would start figuring out ways to sleep in my car. When I was in my early 20s, I would go on road trips. And I'd just say, oh, I'm just going to sleep in my car, pull off on the side of the road somewhere and and sleep in there. So it's been a, a constantly evolving process. And then again, I've always searched for the ultimate comfort in sleeping. And that's when I ran across Luno after years of frustration of waking up with sore hips or sore shoulders. I totally get that. So I'm curious. First of all, I've never slept under the stars. I'd have to say it was a fantasy of mine. The idea that you're up in the mountains in Wyoming, Montana, Mm -hmm. and these stars are just kind of hovering over you. I thought, how cool would that be? (laughs) As you began to get older and explore on your own, what kind of cars were you sleeping in? I've had all kinds of vehicles. One of my favorite ones that I kick myself all the time of getting rid of it is a Isuzu Trooper. That thing was large and roomy and was more than capable in terms of going anywhere off-road. So I slept in that. Uh, I had a Chevy Tahoe, slept in that. So those large, very large cars were plenty of room to sleep. What else? I've had a Chevy Trailblazer. Even slept a couple times out of necessity in my early 20s in you know a regular car, like pull down the front seat just lay down the front seat and just sleep with it. That's amazing. And what is your car right now? So right now I have a 2018 Subaru Crosstrek. It's my second Crosstrek. Second Crosstrek. Now, for our listeners, they have heard me mention this before on occasion, especially with the Outdoor Adventure Series. I have a Crosstrek as well. And so that's why there's a total affinity here for having you on the show, Janet, because, <laughs> you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be seating to get some information from you during the show, but definitely after. But why did you... You know, pick the, the well, first of all, Crosstrek's, I know you got a name for it because everybody that I know names their Crosstrek. Yep. What's yep. your Crosstrek's name? Yeah. So I, I affectionately call them Blue. So uh, it's Blue Baroo. Blue Baroo. Um, I just shortened it by Blue and I have that name because it is Blue. And then also it inspired me from the movie Old School, that old, old guy that in the fraternity hanging out with the young guys uh, that they call Blue. Very good. Well, you know, when I, Bought my Subaru last August when I moved to Las Vegas. That was my first purchase 
when I got to Vegas. Okay. I bought this cherry red model 220. Mm-hmm. And for the first weekend, it was all about questioning my friends, you know, what do you think I should call it? And I ended up with Subaru Ruby. Okay, perfect. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So I'm very happy. So mm-hmm. yeah, the Subaru. Mm-hmm. And when you began to, you know, explore, you know, in, in the cars, and you've been doing this for quite a while now. Do you take your your family, your friends? Is this just you? I mean, who's yeah. who's enjoying this experience with you? Well, mostly my oldest son. He just recently got rid of his Subaru Forester, but he and I probably go on trips most together. Now, you know, young adult, he's got his own girlfriend and everything. So now dad's dad's not as big as a picture anymore. <laughs> so he and I would go a lot. Every once in a while, I can con my wife into coming with me. And so we do that. Uh, the, I have two other kids. I, I've yet to get them out there. I keep asking them, but they're not as uh, enthusiastic about being out in the middle of nowhere. Well, I have to share too, is I'm not married, no kids. And I will, as a coach, as a, as a business coach, lifestyle coach, I will say, keep asking them. Because yep. eventually they're going to say, hey, dad, let's go. So keep asking. Yeah. What kind of modifications that you have to make to get the Subaru ready for you to embark on this outdoor adventure. And I'm asking that because I'm thinking, I mean, you're experienced at this. You've been doing it since your twenties, different kinds of cars. You probably have mm-hmm. kind of a, a list or a pattern down pat. Okay, I need to do, you know, these 10 things to get ready and go out. Right. What are you doing to, to get ready to go out? Sure. So with the Subaru, I had to learn a little bit differently because it's not like a normal off-roading vehicle. You don't have the low range where you can just crawl through obstacles. Uh, but for the most part, Subarus are extremely capable, more, more capable than most people realize. So the first thing I would do is probably put all-terrain tires on if I want to go out dirt and everything like that. And then I also have a checklist of when I, whenever I go out. So I always have extra fuel because I do tend to go out in the middle of nowhere and I don't want to hike somewhere to, to recover myself. No. And then I always have recovery gear Okay. Um, in the event that I get stuck or whoever I with uh, gets stuck. Or if we run across somebody, more times than not, whoever we're recovering is because of we're coming across somebody that's not in our group, not in our party, and they're just not prepared to be in the environment that they are in. So you always want to be prepared. Um, I always have some sort of communication with me in terms of either a satellite connector to my phone or handhelds where I can talk to the all the parties involved that I'm going out with. Nowadays, you know, the parties aren't as big as they used to be. But, you know, it's getting back to there. Sure. It's, it, I, I actually enjoy that a little bit more, having a little bit more of an intimate setting when you go out. Yeah. Now, when you go out, do you still go out by yourself or with your son or, or again, literally by yourself right. or with the wife? Or are you mostly going out with a smaller intimate group? For the most part, it's usually with two or three other people. I do tend to enjoy going out there by myself, being separated from everything. That doesn't happen as much. But when it does, it's empowering. And it's enlightening in terms of connecting because you you have time to absorb your surroundings as opposed to when you're with a group, you're usually socializing or in my case, I'm usually entertaining because <laughs> uh, I tend to be uh, the more extrovert of the group, whatever I'm with. So. Okay. now. 
when you're you're out and you're ready to to get ready for bed now i i have to again share i was out in death valley uh about two weeks ago i was trying to take pictures of the milky way Mm -hmm. and there was about a two-hour gap that all right the milky way is not coming up till 1 30 in the morning and it's 11 30 at night and i'm tired i need like two hours of a power nap right and i was in the front seat because my back of my subaru is totally packed with stuff Uh uh-huh uh, not good. And so I'm sleeping in the front seat and I have to say that was so uncomfortable because I couldn't literally, I couldn't move. So how are you now getting ready to, you know, get ready for bed? And again, this is where Luno comes in. Mm-hmm. How did you begin to solve, you know, I'm getting a little older, a little yeah. more aches and pains. I want to solve this right. sleeping problem. Yeah. So when it first started, when I first had the Luno, I would have all my gear and just put a tarp down and, and put everything on the tarp, on my gear, and then cover it with the tarp. That would work okay. But when I was in warmer climates, the cooler would tend to get hotter. And then the, whatever I had in there is wouldn't keep as long. So I got a pop-up tent. So usually once I get to my destination... I open up the pop-up tent, load all my gear in there. So one, I can either go explore some more and not have all the gear except for my recovery gear um, and then also keep my base location. Or two is I load everything out and then I can relax. And I usually like to try and set up my car while it's still light. So I'll set up the Luno, you know, bring the seats forward so I can have maximum room back there. Um, And then, you know, every once in a while, if you're by yourself or you're waiting for the rest of the parties, it's so comfortable to take an afternoon nap. Yeah. Wake up and then, you know, take her dinner or whatnot. Very good. Now, how did you decide on the Luno mattress to sleep on? And I asked that because as I was beginning to do my own research, everybody, as you well know, everybody has an opinion. Right, you know, what, what, yep. and the, the, my favorite question on a on a Facebook page is, "What are you running?" That's the new term. What are you running? <laughs> <laughs> I try not to run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just settle in on the Luna mattress. Yeah, so that was a progression. You know, as I mentioned prior, I when when I was younger and everything, I would either sleep straight on the back, folding down the seats, and then of course you need a little bit more comfort. So I would get those self-inflating mattresses and then i'd start stacking them because they weren't thick enough to be the comfort level that i wanted and then i tried you know the regular blow-up mattresses that you can buy like you know walmart or target or anything but they don't keep the air very much and they're so thick and it it feels like you're in a cheap waterbed and then the third option i would think that some of my friends use are those memory foam mattresses but the problem with those is as you would discover in a cross trek there's not a lot of room especially if you have gear so transporting the foam mattress would be very cumbersome so that was pretty much out of the picture and plus i know that in colder weather the memory foam mattresses don't tend to have a lot of give to them and i've done my fair share of cold weather camping so I didn't want that. So I'd, I'd battle through that. And then one of my friends up near where Luna Life is based, they had mentioned, oh, there's a new company coming out with a mattress. And I was at the point where I was willing to try anything. And so I was like, okay, it's not what I've gotten before, but I, I'm totally infatuated with the idea of having it perfectly fitted for the back of your vehicle. So you have all the room that you want to sleep in. And then I was 
enamored by the idea of, oh, you only need one side sometimes if you want to just pump up one side, or you can have the whole thing. I enjoy having the whole back to sleep in because I like to move around when I sleep. But that's pretty much the evolution of where I got. And I, I, I think I was probably one of the first ones to jump aboard. And it, you know, it took a little while. Nowadays, I, I hear some of my friends that are like, oh, I ordered my Luna. I got it in two days. Um, that wasn't the case when it first started because right when they launched, I think was the first tariff that was invoked back you know, a few years ago. They got stuck bringing over all their materials. At Darren Supply Chain. Yes. Another story in itself. Another story, yeah. Yeah. Now, with the... By the way, I love the fact that You've got all the gear out of the car. It's in a, it's in a pop-up tent. And right now, when I have gone out, I've used up half of the mattress. So I've only blown up one half. Okay. And But now that I think, after conversations with you, folks, uh-huh. I, I've been chatting with Channing for a while now and trying to glean some uh, tidbits of information from him. But I think part of that solution is solved. I am really looking forward to the entire mattress fitted out and blown up on the on the cross track. What are some of the other aspects, favorite things, so to speak, about the Lunar Life mattress that really you appreciate and would want to share? Yeah. So the base cubes that it comes with, uh, because before I just bought regular base cubes separately from whatever setup I had, that was, you know, an added process that you had to do. But with the base cubes, it extends the length of your mattress. And another thing, so this is what you'll want to explore, is there's two ways to use the mattress when it's fully blown up. You can either do it flipped upside down so it's all one mattress or right side up where it's the two mattresses together so there's a little crease in the middle. I kind of enjoy that little crease when I'm sleeping because it kind of engulfs you within the mattress. And then there's you know, different variations. I like the valves on the sides that you can adjust the air. So if you filled it up too much, you just reach over on the side and let a little bit of air out and voila, you're, you're in your perfect setting. Um, so those are the things I like. And in the simplicity of blowing it up, it blows up so fast with the little air pump that it comes with. Bam, you're ready to go. I love that. And one of the selling points for me when I bought mine were the cubes that you put you know, right up at the head. I mean, that, yeah. Cause I, I can't, I mean, I don't know how tall you are. I'm six one. I'm really at the extent of the comfortable space in a, in a back of a cross track. Yep. But definitely having the full mattress out and blown up, I think I'll have a little bit more leeway. What would you want to share with individuals who are contemplating car camping? What would you want to share with them? Sure, sure. So some of the pushback I receive when I first talk to somebody or they ask me about it, and they're like, oh, you know, but the mattress is so expensive. I go, well, have you ever rented a hotel room? And they usually say yes. And I say, well, usually how much are you spending in a hotel room in a, in a destination that you want to go to? And they're like, oh, maybe $200 or something. I was like, yeah, that's, that's basically a one-time purchase there. And you can sleep wherever you want. And you're never going to have to worry about, and I joke about this all the time. And I, I told them, I told the Luno folks, and I said, you always have a room with a view, no matter where you go. If you got a sunroof, you can look at the stars. So there's that as well. But that's uh, sleeping outside with the comfort of, and the safety of being inside your vehicle, because you don't have to worry about critters coming up if you're in a tent or you know if you're in a mountain location and there might be bears. 
there's never going to be a bear that's going to push down your tent. They might be in the car and they might rattle your car, but you're going to be a lot safer. We were camping one time with a group of folks and, and some of the people we didn't know. And, and it was a, it was a young couple. It was a boyfriend, girlfriend, and they had their, they had a cross trek and he had his little camping, his, his, his hiking tent that they were going to sleep in. And, and she was a little bit wary because they were in the, in the, we were in the forest and she's like, Oh, I don't know about that. So, um, in the middle of the night, they ended up moving into the car to sleep. They didn't have a Luno because I was telling them, no, that you should get a Luno because, you know, it's much more comfortable and you're, you know, you're in the safety of your car. Well, she heard, she heard some critters in the middle of the night and she was like, no, I'm out of here. So your alternative is either you get in your car and you drive home or you just get in your car and sleep. You know, some of us have to have lessons learned. What else would you like to share with folks who are contemplating car camping, contemplating the, the types of purchases like the, the Luno? And I love, by the way, your story about we're willing to pay $200 for a hotel room, but you pay $200 and you've got a one-time investment that you're going to use over and over again. Yeah, I've, I've more than covered the cost of my mattress. I, I try and go out once or twice a month. Before the pandemic, it was maybe more than that because I just enjoy being in the environment. And especially now with the pandemic, all, you know, every therapist is telling you, oh, you need to be surrounded by the outdoors. It's therapeutic. You can chalk it up to uh, a therapy purchase. You know, <laughs> you can maybe try and use your HSA card, your health savings account card, if you got one of those and see if you I like that. Yeah, you might want to try that too. You get your, you know, therapist because who doesn't have a therapist now after this last year and a half? Yeah. Now, what kind of friendships have you made? I mean, you, you mentioned going out with sometimes larger groups, sometimes more intimate groups. Mm-hmm. How has this experience evolved for you in terms of, you know, COVID aside, the social interaction? Right. So what I what I used to use the bigger groups for was to meet new people. And usually they will have seen some of my pictures and stuff. And they say, oh, I want to go camping with you. You look like you have so much fun when you go camping. Well, I use those weekends to kind of discover if we have compatible personalities and if it's somebody who I'd want to be alone in the mountains with, you know, or, you know, small amount of people with that person. Because if, if you don't know that person to begin with and you say, oh, let's just go camping for the weekend, you know, and then there's two or three groups and you're pretty much stuck with those people. And, and so if you don't enjoy being around them or, you know, if they're not really into what you want to do or if they're completely oblivious to what's going around and you're stuck for you know two days because you're not going to just pack up and go home so i i used to like those bigger events to kind of discover what people are compatible with my personality um, and vice versa and, and i've met a lot of friends that way through luno campouts, through another group uh called mountain Roo, which is off-road subarus um, they're pretty much worldwide and through a bunch of other groups where I, you know, I'm the only Subaru and people are like, you're showing up in a Subaru and I'm, you know, I can do all this stuff that any off-road vehicle could do. It's just learning about which people have the same value system and the same desires that you have to go out and discover. Very much so. You know, one question I didn't ask, and if you wouldn't mind sharing, where do you live? So I live in Southern California, right by uh, Laguna Beach. Okay. Um, I go up and down, up and down the coast, pretty much. I've tried living away from the ocean at one time; it just didn't work because I love the ocean. Uh, but I also love the aspect of Southern California. Like tomorrow morning, I'll be up in the mountains, and we're going on a trail run tomorrow morning. 
Um, it's not a trip, but then, you know, five days from that, I'm driving up North to Mount Shasta and we're going to do, you know, a weekend event up in the mountains. So there's so many variables to Southern California. And, you know, I've gone out to Death Valley, Mojave desert. You have everything at your fingertips where I'm located. And I just, I really can't complain. You know, I, I completely agree. And I, I love the, the ocean and the water as well. And the, the, but the mountains just in the surrounding area. And there's so many places to go out and do your car camping, usually on uh, Bureau of Land Management land. Now, do you have yep. a, a source uh, or where you go to get that information, good places to car camp? And uh, a second question is, do you have, if there was like a top five list, what would be your top, what would be that list of places that, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Sure, sure. There's there's plenty of sources to find places to camp. There's a, an app called uh, Comporium. Usually you can go on the BLM website. What I usually do before I go, if it's in BLM, I usually look up the forest state, the forest station and call and make sure there's no restrictions in terms of fire restrictions or camping restrictions or the U.S. Forest Service uh, website. Uh, and I always make sure I have a fire permit with me uh, in the event that we are allowed to have fires. Right now, we're getting the season in California where we're not going to have fires. So I also have an alternative to that. I have a propane fire pit, which is for 90% of the time is allowable in certain circumstances. So your second part of your question is the five places. Big Sur is one of my favorites. I'm not going to tell you exactly where <laughs> because it's okay. <laughs> um, mammoth. I love mammoth for the simple aspect of being in the mountains and they've got hot springs all over. So you, if it's cold, you take a dip in the hot springs and the, and the forestry is so amazing. Um, I like Anza Borrega down in San Diego, especially during the wintertime. It's, it's almost like you're on a different planet. I have to say Tahoe and then the fifth one, anywhere in the Flagstaff area of Northern Arizona. Flagstaff is just, it's got so much to offer, especially out in the middle of nowhere. Fantastic. Yeah, when I did my Southern Trek driving to Las Vegas, when I moved here from Chicago, I spent the night in Flagstaff. And it, yeah, it was, it was pretty uh, amazing there. My uh, experience so far has been some godforsaken place in Arizona. My a friend of mine has a friend that owned this piece of land. Uh -huh. And there were other parcels around it okay but let's just say it was like a big junkyard and good thing i did have all-terrain tires because i ended up with a nail going through the side of one <sighs> luckily i made it home but if my friend ever asked me if i want to go <laughs> camping there again it's like no <laughs> uh but, but i've got lake mead right here in mojave i've, I've gone out to mojave national preserve because mm -hmm. That's a good spot for uh, dark sky photography. So I've got a question um, with the the Subaru Blue Baru. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would love if you would share perhaps some photos. You don't have to share the photo where your absolute favorite place in Mammoth is. You know, because somebody smart will figure out where it's at. Right, but right, yeah. if there's a handful, maybe uh, uh, photos that you wouldn't mind sharing sure. for our website, I would love to include those in our show notes. Definitely, yeah. Fantastic. You know, if our uh, listeners would like to learn more about you and your adventures, what where's the best place for them to come and kind of get to know you? Yeah. So I think the best place for that would be to follow me on uh, my Instagram page for 
Blue Brew. Uh, so it would be Blue Brew 2018. That's B L U B A R U 2018. Or if you punch in Blue Brew, uh, um, how it is on my license plate, my license plate is B L B A R O O. So you can do it that way as well. You can search me and you should be able to find me. You are diehard with the license plate too. So that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, haven't got, I haven't gone that far. Um, yeah, I, 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 am, I was never one of those people that wanted a personalized license plate. Um, but then my son got his and I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll do, I'll, I'll do one to match you. And then, um, so he kind of, he kind of encouraged me to end up that route. But, uh, I think it, you know, it's fun. Fantastic. Well, you know, Channing, it has been an absolute pleasure to kind of get to know you and kind of have you share your journey uh, with our listeners about, you know, this going from sleeping out underneath the stars, literally to, you know, having the comforts of a, a mobile home, so to speak, and uh, sh- sharing how you've incorporated the Luna Life uh, air mattress into your lifestyle and a great opportunity, I think, last year just to get out and explore. I mean, it, they definitely have provided the ability to just just go yep. do it. So yep. it's wonderful. So thank you for taking the time out of your day. And we'll definitely be providing the links back to the social sites on, on Instagram as well. Great. Well, thank you for having me. And I appreciate all the questions and inquiries. Fantastic. All right, folks, we have just been chatting with Channing Lindsay. He is a lifelong outdoor adventurer. And we've been chatting about just his uh, really adventures of car camping and how his interests and decisions on what equipment to buy and use have evolved. He's a fellow Subaru owner, and so there's definitely an affinity there. We've got Blue Baru and Subaru. Hopefully, we'll have a, a meetup someday. Maybe he'll even take me to that secret place in Mammoth. Who knows? But if it happens, it happens. Folks, if you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can visit us on successinsightpodcast.com. And when we publish this episode, definitely check out some of the pictures that Channing's going to share with us. You can also find us on Facebook and on LinkedIn, Success Insight Podcast, as well as the podcasting platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and of course, Spotify, where you can also sign up to receive all the updates in our Outdoor Adventure Series Library. So that's just a great way to keep track of all these episodes. And this is where episode with Channing is going to be. And folks, just a reminder, this episode really is to help our listeners who are interested in car camping, outdoor adventure, you know, to learn a little bit about Luno and especially the Luno Life Mattress. And if you'd like to learn more about them, they are, again, the first ever brand dedicated to creating a better car camping experience. And to see their product line, we invite you to click on the logo below uh, in our show notes and you'll be taken to their website. Okay, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day. Take care of yourselves, your family, practice social distancing. You know, if you're outside, you really don't need to wear the mask per se, but again, wear it where appropriate, okay? But take care of yourself and we'll see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast and another addition to our Outdoor Adventure Series. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.